Hi there, let's see what's going on with Midas Touch. Thanks for a 319k, even though that's just law enforcement. If you're a Tucson person, please sign my petition to run for sheriff so I can, um, so we can get rid of some bad apples. Enough of this BS. Okay, did you know that Manuel Von Satan, the guy who tackled a quadriplegic kid, um, he's still on the task force. He's just, he's still on the force, police force. He's still, he's at, uh, he's got a desk job now. Remember that? It was all over the news. Fucking tackled a quadriplegic kid. Well, guess what? He's going to be the first motherfucker I fire when you guys get me on the ballot and I win this sheriff race. You want to, but you want a strong, moderate woman who is tough on crime. That's what we need for sheriff. Enough of bull bullshit Chris Nanos. This crap sheriff. Glad I didn't vote for him. Because I ran for a sheriff last time too. But they uh wouldn't they they keep trying their best to sue to make sure I don't get on the ballot. Because they don't want me to. Don't they don't want a woman to get on the ballot. And uh yeah, that's your that's your so called justice system. Let's see. Ding, ding, ding. Boom, whoosh. Visibly deteriorating. Diaper gone. Completely loses it in final New Hampshire speech. 45 minutes ago. Hey, folks. Hey, Our folks. fundraising deadline is coming up. And I need oh, your you just got to reach out record. You just posted record you know, fucking fundraising. No, you me. should donate to me. Donate to me to get on the ballot. You can give today, donate to my GoFundMe. Fuck this bullshit. should on. take money out of politics so, altogether. This guy, this motherfucker, he got a million dollars in donations from side, APAC. Will, so and that's down. why he's letting this that's genocide go on. And that's why he might even lose this race. Against the worst criminal in fucking human history. Well, Grandpa Biden. Takes a mind. He is too fucking uh, old. These are not Both of them are here. fucking decrepit old farts. And they calmly walk to a seat. Ding, 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 ding. They've only got 17 seconds to. <laughs> go, 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 go. Ding, ding, these ding. are not muscle guys here. They're muscle guys up here, right? And they calmly walk to a seat. Ding, 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 ding. They've ding. only got 17 seconds to figure this whole thing out, right? Um, okay. Mr. Launch. Pshin, boom. I said it before, and let me say it. They've only got 17 seconds to figure this whole thing out, right? Um, okay. Missile launch. Pshin, poom. Pshin, poom. I've said it before, and let me say it. They've only got 17 seconds to figure this whole thing out. Bing, 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 bing. Okay. Missile launch. Pshin, launch. Pshin, poom. I've said it before, and let me say it again. That may be sad if it wasn't someone who was causing such grievous harm. To our country, to our democracy. Maybe funny. I mean, watching the rapid deterioration there of Donald Trump as he goes on stage with his cult followers and starts talking about ding, missile ding, systems ding, ding, ding. in terms of ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. It is so unhinged. <laughs> he is so deeply unwell, and his sickness pervades the entire modern day Republican Party and the country, which is now the MAGA keeping party. us all. Down, of, holding us all down, holding Donald us all Trump back. As he plays this weird cult music, and you'll hear somebody in the audience say the QAnon 
slogan where we go one, we go all, and then someone else says, free the January 6th insurrectionists. They go, free the J6ers, and he says, we will, we will. Just watch this. Ding, 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 ding. Play this clip. Up a clip. QAnon. Bullshit. We will. Free the G6ers. And in every one of Donald Trump's speech right now, he compares himself to the mobster Al Capone, who he calls Alphonse Capone. Here, play this clip. It's. I'm not sure he has any idea what the hell's going on. The guy can't put two sentences together. And, you know, I never spoke to him about him Talk like this. Yourself. I speak to him. It's very derogatory what I say. Because you know what he did? He indicted me. He indicted me. I mean, me. I, I've been indicted. No, he didn't. I've been indicted more than Al Capone. See that guy, how tough he is? Look at him with a big red yeah. hand. He's a tough guy. You're proud of and that. You're Donald Trump what a sick struggling fuck you are. with his words. Play the clip. That could help us pay off the debt. You know, we have Don't $35 trillion dollars in debt. Reduce taxes further. I gave you the biggest tax cut. You got the biggest tax like cut. The big Here rat. Donald Trump talks about when he was disgracing Won't fucking you know, die. the office, Won't how he would get up. calls from people. Fuck out of here. Everybody got a piece of the action when our, our, our country was for sale when he was in office. Here, play this clip. We get that success back and we're going to be bringing our country together like you wouldn't believe it actually could. Even me, I was so... I was so surprised ding, 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 I was ding, getting ding. calls from people that you would not suspect would be calling. And everybody got a piece of that action, and it was a beautiful thing to see. We had get Here, Donald Trump just tries to instill his scare tactics and talks about how the stock market and economy is running on his fumes, which is not true. And he claims that uh, if, if he starts doing bad in the polls, if things start happening... To him, it's going to affect the economy because everyone just cares about him, which is just so false, so sociopathic. But play the clip. And you know, the stock market is going good. You know why the stock because the economy is horrible, except for the stock market, because everyone thinks we're going to get elected. And that's why they're, they're doing it. These are very smart investors. If they see a bad poll, you're going to see some bad numbers. Or if you see a bad result tomorrow, you're going to see some very bad numbers. But they're running on the fumes of what we did in every way, including oil. We uh, produced things Thanks that nobody God ever thought we're possible. We're on the fumes. The day after the election, they're going to turn it all off. You watch. But uh, the stock market's running on fumes. And the stock market, literally, every single time you see good polls coming out, from that stock market goes crazy. So I want to just congratulate all of you investors, but you better hope I win because otherwise you're going to be Then Donald Trump gets heckled when he accuses people it's of only being 30 fascists. People Those are fascists, there. by the way. Those are the people that are a danger to the country. But never forget our enemies want to take away my freedom because I will never let them take away your freedom. Trump gets heckled again. Play the clip. Thank you very much. Thank you. Those are great people. I was also honored. <laughs> She's back. She's back. 
Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's beautiful. I was also honored. This is very important because I was also. She's going home now. Where have you been, darling? You know, we don't have that like we used to. We used to have it all the time. So what Donald Trump had to say about uh, Republican, uh, MAGA Republican Tim Scott from South Carolina. Play the clip. And today was a big story, the biggest story out there. He's engaged to be married. We never thought this was going to happen. What's going on? Here, a confused Donald Trump refers to himself in the third person while reading his teleprompter. <laughs> yes, oh yes, and quickly, says President Trump. We will be there very quickly. Here, Donald Trump talks about how hiring your own lawyer doesn't help you. Play this clip. Your own lawyer. You believe that one? They have to hire some cases. Hire your own lawyer. That doesn't work out too well. We're going to give them indemnification so they can take care of the crime situation. Here, Donald Trump says that he now loves Vivek Ramaswamy because uh. he dropped out of the race. Play uh -huh. the clip. And this I do for Vivek because he's very big into it. I happen to agree with him. But he said, could you mention this? I will never. She said, I love Vivek. We, I love him too now. I didn't love him when he was running, but I like him now. It's amazing the way you can like somebody when you win, right? <laughs> but Vivek is great. He's really great. Psychopath. But he wanted this, and I'll give him full credit for it. It's very important, actually. I will never allow the creation of a central bank digital currency. Donald Trump just slurring his words here, talking about the death penalty or something. I can't even downers. understand and play the clip. Which is incapable of solving even the smallest, smallest problem. The simplest of problems we can no longer solve. We can't do anything. We are an institute. Fucking arrested shithead. We will put this on. We have to hear Donald Trump talks about being in office for 12 more years. And he says, though, don't tell the media that or they'll accuse. Of being a fascist play the clip you really don't want people to think of feeding food like ours as spoiling their dogs to <laughs> you're right that's very interesting don't say that too loud they'll start saying he wants more he's a fascist you know they love to call me a fascist before that speech here's what donald trump had to say about nikki haley who's talked about donald trump's serious cognitive issues play this clip um, so Nikki Haley says now she has the two-person race that she's always wanted. She has been <laughs> coming after you strongly in the past few days. It's worked both ways, um, and you've come after her as well. She she keeps bringing up your age lately. What do you say about that? Well, I think I'm a lot sharper than her. I would do this. I would sit down right now and take an aptitude test, and it would be my result against her result. Man, she's woman. not going to win. She's not going to even come close to winning. Uh, in fact, <laughs> when I heard the word cognitive, you know, I've taken two of them now. I took one with... Doc Ronnie, who's now a fantastic, you know, White House doctor. Yeah, the drug and doctor. And a fantastic uh, congressman from Texas, Admiral, the White House doctor, Jackson, Ronnie Jackson. And he's uh, now a great congressman. Hands out pills Texas. like candy. Took, uh, one then, and I took one recently. I think the result was announced, and it was, I aced it twice. I aced it. 
but I would say that, you know, I've you don't ace aptitude tests. How about taking an IQ test, motherfucker? Like 86. It would be nice to have an intelligence. Question mark. That will demand, uh, and I will, uh, Pressure him to take an IQ test, exclamation point. I guarantee it's only about 84 maximum. Give me on the ballot. He should take a... says it's he's a genius but i guarantee it's only about 82 because he can't read or write he can't read or write Eighty severely mentally retarded. Midas mighty. Call DOJ. ...person be president, uh, but... Uh, Tilly has two, I believe. So how do you see the race? Here Donald Trump speaks a bunch of gibberish about gas prices. He, he, he can't even understand what he's even saying anymore. It's just a bunch of magamush. Play this clip. And, you know, gasoline was under $2. Now it's uh, very high, coming down because they're doing, they're throwing everything they possibly can to get it. But right after the election, if that ever happened, and you just better hope to God it doesn't happen where he gets in because he's destroying this country. So would you? And I'm glad though that President Biden's going on the offense now. Here is a post from President. Biden. Ding ding Biden. ding ding. Good one, Fucking Donald. ding dong. Fucking ding. Who's the ding dong? <laughs> shows the video clip where Donald Trump Who's said in 2020 that the, stock, that the stock market would collapse if President Biden was elected. And then right now you have the Dow and S&P 500 <laughs> hitting all-time record highs uh, today. 
here's the Trump clip and then here's uh, from 2020 and here's what was reported on, on Fox today. First, the clip of Trump in 2020, play the clip. If Biden wins, you're gonna have a stock market collapse the likes of which you've never had. You will have a collapse. Now, here's the clip from Fox. Thanks. Optimism over earnings reports led the Dow and the S&P 500 to new record closes today. The Dow gained 138. The S&P 500 rose 11. Here, President Biden talks about how Donald Trump, in his own words, brags about being able to kill Roe v. Wade and shows Donald Trump's post right there. Here, President Biden says, we've spent the last three years working on behalf of the American people. Let's keep it going. And here, President Biden posts about consumer sentiment, a measure of how optimistic folks are about our economy has surged 29% over two months. The biggest jump in three decades. Wages are rising. So is household wealth. And we have the lowest inflation rate of any major economy. Our policies are working. Our policies are working. Play this clip of President Biden that he posted. Don't buy another pair of glasses until you've seen what this new invention can do. These self-adjustable glasses are taking the world by storm. They let you achieve a perfect 2020 vision at any distance, which means you won't have to visit your eye doctor. Policy's paying off. This is pretty darn good. Speaking of policies, here's what the White House posted as well in response to Republican Congress member Pete Stauber, who's bragging about how there was uh, funding for a bridge in his district, which is a huge win for Minnesota's 8th Congressional District. And Stauber voted against that project. He's now bragging the project that came about because of the policies of President Biden and his bipartisan infrastructure law that MAGA Republicans in the House voted against. Here's what. Who's the ding dong? Who's the fucking ding dong, dudes? White House wrote, you voted against President. Shout out to KAMP Student Radio at the University. President Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law but are now taking credit for it. And there was a good community note here on Congressman Stauber's post. Pete Stauber voted against the bill that is funding this project. And going back to President Biden's prior posts, our policies are working. Look, I know about you, I just want normalcy. I look at President Biden's policies and they actually help our country. I don't want a madman who's this cartoon dystopian fill-in accordion hands whatever the hell that even was that you saw like what is that i mean if i wanted to watch some horrifying dystopian i don't know get this fucking lunatic a court-ordered psychiatric evaluation weird behavior i'll go watch a movie I don't need to, I don't need to have, you know, Mr. Accordion Hands over there <laughs> who behaves. The fucking lunatic. Like who be, Jim Jones. like what, what you saw with Donald Trump. Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And as President Biden says, Fuck we're you, the United Justice States Department. of America. Fucking lame ass motherfuckers. We're so much better than that. 
Tell me what you think in the comments. Leave me a note. Furious. I've been from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. We're so Furious close to 2 million stupid subscribers. Stupid ass. Hit subscribe. It's free. Justice Department. Do your fucking job. Check out MidasTouch.com slash newsletter. Free to subscribe to our newsletter. MidasTouch.com slash newsletter. Have a great day. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram. At Midas Touch. To keep up with the most important news of the day. She what don't need no Instagram. She just uses Tristagram. Hey folks, our fundraising Give me a break, fucking Brandon. Y'all don't need any money. You know, need I some fucking principles. The strength of this grassroots driven campaign depends on you. And that's not a joke. That's not an I should just do rants on uh, everybody. Rants on everybody. We'll fucking Democrats included. Later on. So, we have a lot of work ahead of us. We have to finish the job. And with this team by my side, I know we will. So and this team by my side, we will really will. Fucking octogenarian, that's the best. Y'all can Tired do it. Are trying to dodge scams and cyber attacks? Then check this out. I the was struggling to find security that was compatible. Fucking octogenarian. And a fucking raving lunatic. Trying to, trying to kill us all. And the government too. Y'all really need to get me on the ballot, cause uh, I for one, I'm tired of this fucking government poisoning our air, food, and water supply. Why do y'all put up with this shit? Just don't get it. Exclamation point. He's been trying to kill us all and succeeded in killing a million Americans with this disastrous COVID non-response. Exclamation point. What the hell is wrong with you people? Lunatic. None of these cut it. Why do y'all put up with this lunatic?
psychiatric evaluation for Diaper Don. Hundred fifty injured police officers on January starts and, and uh and nine deaths. And nine deaths. Blue lives matter. Yeah. Let's see what else is um minus touch is uh, talking about. Diapered on delay tactic at trial will backfire this week. And court yeah, pisses off MAGA with surprise ruling. They make it so they can't uh, <clears throat> use barbed wire to kill people with booby traps. It's fucking sick. Diapered on falls deeper into total madness with latest behavior five hours ago. All notice how the news is using the Middle East to distract us from the real deal? I woke up to a free 16... While the E. Jean Carroll trial was adjourned on Monday, Donald Trump spent his time reposting a QAnon account. Here it is right here. Uh, Donald Trump posted an account called AQ Patrons, which spread some of the most despicable uh, QAnon uh, content out there. I mean, it's all despicable, but here's what Donald Trump reposted and amplified this account. New Hampshire, let's get Trump to 85% victory with a photoshopped image of JFK, who the Q movement spread 
spreads a ton of conspiracies about. By the way, this wasn't the first time that Donald Trump amplified this QAnon account. Previously, back in February of 2023, he reposted and amplified AQ patrons when it said, they told me I could be anything I wanted, so I became the savior of the Western civilization. I mean, just <laughs> some real sick, malignant, narcissistic stuff right there. And uh, here's another one that Donald Trump previously posted uh, back uh, in December of 2023. Uh, Trump wrote a sad day in America and the AQ patrons account that he was amplifying or reposting wrote, they're trying to change our country as fast as they can because they know he's coming back. And uh, th there are so many posts by this account, AQ patrons, that are just so disgusting that I don't even want to share it on this YouTube. If you want to do your own digging by going on Trump's social media, I wouldn't even recommend doing that. Why even give him the views? But I mean, some of the most heinous, anti-Semitic, disgusting stuff, and then some just kind of straight up weird stuff like... Uh, uh, weird conspiracies about uh, Taylor Swift. I mean, just just real, really, really strange stuff. In addition, Donald Trump spent uh, the day um, tormenting his uh, rape victim, E. Jean Carroll. Of course, he was found liable for raping E. Jean Carroll by a jury back in May. And while the federal court adjourned trial because one of the jurors uh, – was exposed to COVID, and Alina Haba said that she was exposed to COVID, uh, and Alina Haba requested the adjournment, and over the objections of Roberta Kaplan, E. Jean Carroll's lawyer, Judge Lewis Kaplan, granted the continuance of trial, so trial is going to start on Wednesday, but you can see right here Donald Trump just posting over and over again about E. Jean Carroll, and as I've said before, if you knew anybody who posted like this on any topic, right, whether it was about fantasy football, gardening, movies, whatever hobby, just posting with this frequency on any topic, it would be bizarre and dangerous and unhinged and you'd probably say this person needs seriously help and donald trump is doing this to torment uh, his rape victim oh and by the way donald trump gave an interview with fox and here uh trump is asked by fox about uh, uh nikki haley talking about trump's serious cognitive issues and cognitive lapses that uh, have been very, very, very prevalent for a long time, but I guess the media is just picking up onto it now. And here was Donald Trump's response in this interview with Fox, demonstrating, again, real serious cognitive issues. Here, play this clip. Um, so Nikki Haley says now she has the two-person race that she's always wanted. She has been coming after you strongly in the past few days. It's worked both ways, um, and you've come after her as well. She, she keeps bringing up your age lately. What do you say about that? Well, I think I'm a lot sharper than her. I would do this. I would sit down right now and take an aptitude test, and it would be my result against her result, and she's not going to win. She's not going to even come close to winning. Uh, in fact, when I heard the word cognitive, you know, I've taken two of them now. I took one with Doc Ronnie, who's now a fantastic, you know, White House doctor, and a fantastic uh, yeah, congressman from Texas, dealer, Admiral, basically. the White House doctor, drug Jackson, Ronnie mm -hmm. Jackson, and he's uh, now a great congressman from Texas. I took uh, one then, and I took one recently. I think the result was announced, and it was, I aced it twice. I aced it. But I would say that, you know, I've actually called for a cognitive test for anybody running for president, because I actually think that's a good idea. It would be nice to have an yeah, intelligent person be, be president. Uh, but uh, 
Kelly has too, I believe. So how do you see the race? In that same interview here, Donald Trump uh, says that he should get more credit for how he handled COVID and the job he did on COVID. I mean, play this clip. I think we did a fantastic job on COVID. Uh, nobody knew. You know, I've been given tremendous credit for the economy, for the military, for foreign policy. The one thing I've never been given credit for was the job we did on COVID. We did a fantastic job with all of the uh, all of the medicines. And all, if you look at Regeneron, all of the things that we did, we did a fantastic job. Have never been given the credit for that. And basically, I allowed Give the governors to Give me a fucking break. You should be arrested. Like who was here yesterday, fucking who, by the executed way, for me. what you did. South Million Carolina. dead Almost Americans because of you, motherfucker. South Carolina endorsed me, which is a little bit tough for Nikki. But what aspect of it? Ignoring it, attacking the scientists, telling people to inject bleach into their arms, telling yeah. us uh, like a miracle it was all going to go away, gets away saying that we shouldn't have to shit, worry I mean, about anything at all. I mean, what, what, what aspect do you think mm -hmm. you deserve uh, credit for? Is that oh, here, Donald Trump is not fucking arrested. Is just brain mush coming out at this point again? Because of COVID. He's trying to attack President Biden for lower gas prices, but then starts talking about our country being destroyed. Lunatic, he's a fucking lunatic. Nothing. The sentence is not coherent. Here, play this clip. And, you know, gasoline was under $2. Now it's uh, very high. Coming down because they're doing, they're throwing everything they possibly this can to get at it. But right after the election, Damn the Justice Department. Fucking chicken shit. hope to God it doesn't happen where he gets in because he's destroying this country. So would you and again, Trump has asked another very straightforward question by uh, this Fox. This Fox host in this interview about would you do larger corporate tax cuts and Trump can't actually say a sentence like he's incapable. 
damn the Justice Department for putting all our lives at risk. I was planning on doing it. In fact, had the result been different, the result was just fine, by the way. You'll probably cut that out, but that's okay. But we've got more votes. And also in terms of what's going on today at the same time that Donald Trump is tormenting his rape victim at the same time Donald Trump is demonstrating some serious cognitive lapses that you're observing right there. Well, um, the Dow has never been higher, setting records every single day. This, as other metrics are uh, in the right direction as well, whether it is uh, unemployment being down, job creation up, GDP growth at record levels, here, let's just play this clip from Fox, though, where even Neil Cavuto had to admit what was going on. Play this clip. Watching something that you might have noticed in the corner of your screen here, the Dow has never been higher than this, 38,000. It eclipsed that level in the closing minutes of the trading day. That is a new record. Uh, S&P 500 also hitting a record. Technology stocks, remember those magnificent seven technology stocks? Even more magnificent right now. The wind at their proverbial back is an improvement on the interest rate front and the notion that we have, again, found this sweet spot where the Federal Reserve will still cut interest rates. The devil is in the details on exactly when, but the growing betting is an election year where the Dow and the major markets typically run up seven to eight percent. That is on top of what you're seeing now, that it will continue. Meanwhile, how that's right, the Dow broke 38,000 for the first time in history. And of course, when Donald Trump was in office, we were told that the stock market was the main metric for economic success, even though, of course, it isn't. Now, when the other important metrics for economic success are up and the stock market's up, we're told none of that matters. Just listen to whatever Donald Trump uh, has to say. And so we listen to him. We go, okay, well, what is he saying? Here was Donald Trump at his speech in New Hampshire um, comparing himself to a pedo priest and saying that like a pedo priest – Trump says he should get absolute immunity as well, like the pedo priest, in the, which they don't get absolute immunity. And what the heck is he talking about here? Play this clip. Call your doorbell camera company and cancel the subscription. This brand new subscription-free mini Wi-Fi camera provides more security features than traditional. Which they don't get absolute immunity. And what the heck is he talking about here? Play this clip. But it's a little bit like the police. So you have a... Rogue cop. You know what a rogue cop is? Very seldom, but you have bad people. You have people, no matter where, no matter what. In the church, you have some people that aren't so good, right? But you have people, a rogue cop or a bad apple, whatever. And what they do is they make it so that you catch, so that it can't happen. And therefore, everyone else is allowed to commit crimes, murders, like at levels that we've never seen before. No, we're going to have to do this immunity for the president. If you have a president that doesn't have immunity, he's never going to be free to do anything because the opposing party will always indict him as soon as he leaves the White House. And you can't let that happen. You can't. You take away all of the power of the presidency. It'll be a different country. So hope. By the way, other metrics are up as well. Both oil and natural gas production in the United States are at all time highs. Despite the fact that you have MAGA Republicans like Marsha Blackburn say, Joe Biden has destroyed U.S. energy independence. Gas prices remain sky high and our dependence on foreign countries for oil only strengthens our adversaries. 
gas production, oil production is at an all-time high, and gas prices are down. Fortunately, there was a reader's uh, there was a, a note on Blackburn's tweet, a reader's note. U.S. is producing crude oil at or near all-time high rates. Meanwhile, gas prices remain relatively low compared to recent years. And I'll give you another example where these MAGA Republicans just say whatever it is just to kind of totally uh, just to totally lie. Like you'll have Mike Lee says a comment like this. Uh, Under President Biden, the federal government won't protect our borders and states are prohibited from doing so disgraceful. But if you actually look at what the, the data is, and by the way, you may not like the policies that lead to this data. But this is just so we're all clear what the objective data is, is that the Biden administration has physically removed more migrants from the U.S. than any administration in history. There were almost 2.5 million Title 42 expulsions under Biden, (laughs) 35 times as many expulsions as people put into the remain in Mexico under Trump policy. And as Ron Filipkowski, our editor... to apply for asylum and they have been treated like scum. point. Grandpa Biden. You you just want to, uh, yeah, I know you're scared. Get me on the ballot.
chief said, I think the central problem is that the Biden administration will either not talk about it or afraid to kind of talk about that out of fear of alienating part of its base. But you know, the, the, those are the facts right there. Oh, and by the way, just so you see that Donald Trump has a history of posting all of this kind of QAnon stuff. This is, I think he's posted about 500 or 600 QAnon posts in the past 18 months to two years. This is a, a post from Fruit Snacks that Donald Trump likes to amplify. If you go and you zoom in on Donald Trump, you'll see the, the, uh, the, the Q Plus logo uh, right there. That's the type of stuff that Donald Trump is reposting. By the way, take what Donald Trump was saying, take all those posts, and let's compare it to Vice President Kamala Harris. And she's been... Uh, uh, going out and giving a lot more speeches lately, especially on the issue. Issue of women's reproductive rights. So here, let me play this clip right here of Vice President Kamala Harris. Play this clip. And while these extremists say they are motivated by the health and well-being of women and children, in reality, they ignore the crisis of maternal mortality. The top 10 states with the highest rates of maternal mortality all have abortion bans. The hypocrisy abounds. And let us be clear about what they're up to. These extremists want to roll back the clock to a time before women were treated as full citizens. Wisconsin to the 1800s. Just look at what happened here in this beautiful state of Wisconsin. After Roe was dismantled, extremists evoked a law from 1849 to stop abortion in this state. 1849, before women could vote, before women could hold elected office, before many women could even own property in a state whose motto is forward. These extremists are trying to take us backwards. Well, we're not having that. We're not having that. Here's Hurry to Kohl's biggest clearance event and get can't miss prices on top picks for the whole family. Save up to 85% after an. Having that. Here's another clip of Vice President Harris's play. And so, as we face this crisis, as we are clear eyed about the harm, let us also understand who is responsible. Shall we? <laughs> The former president handpicked three Supreme Court justices because he intended for them to overturn Roe. He intended for them to take your freedoms. And it is a decision he brags about. A couple weeks ago, he said that for years, quote, they were trying to get Roe v. Wade terminated, but he said, quote, I did it, and I'm proud to have done it. Proud? Proud? 
Proud that women across our nation are suffering? Yeah. Proud? He loves that. That loves women that have shit. been robbed of a fundamental freedom? Love it. Proud? He's loving that on it. That doctors yeah. could be thrown in it. prison? What are you going to do about for it? For caring for their patients? Yeah, that I'll young talk women no today have fewer <clears throat> rights action. than their mothers? How dare he? Yeah, we'll tell him. Give, call, give a call to Biden. Give a call to your, uh, you know, your president there. And uh, tell him, you know, why don't you pick up the phone and, and demand all these uh, six, at least, justices who voted to overturn Roe v. Wade resign. That's what I would do. If I were president, they would not be fucking on the Supreme Court. They'd be gone. They'd be some, probably all of them would be uh, under investigation for corruption as well. There are probably a couple more, aren't there a couple more uh, right-wing <clears throat> nuts on the Supreme Court? Yeah, they'd be fucking gone. Replace them with mighty touch lawyers. Wouldn't that be awesome? Glenn, Kirsch, Glenn Kirshner would be great. <laughs> the Supreme Court. Wow, yeah. Um, you know, Karen. Karen Agnifilo. She'd be fucking great on the Supreme Court. But so would Ben and Michael Popak. Wow. And Harry Littman. Shit. Yeah, that's what I would place them with. Midas Touch lawyers. Midas Touch. Put them all in the Supreme Court. And, and uh, so, yeah. That's... By the way, picking up the phone and demanding their resignations, I'm, I'm sure Diaper Don will do that <clears throat> if the, she were on the other foot. Um, yeah, that's why we need a woman president. We need a woman president who would uh, get rid of these fucking maniacs on the Supreme Court. Highest court in the land. So take that and I'll just leave you with this because we'll compare Vice President Kamala Harris with who many people are saying is would be <clears throat> Trump's VP pick, Elise Stefanik. And by the way, Donald Trump doesn't even know how to say her name, to be clear. What? So what Donald Trump tried to pronounce her name the other night. It's pretty easy to say. Play it. Did you see that, the three people? How good did... Elise Stepanak. <laughs> this is what Elise Stefanik had to say um, when she was asked about Donald Trump's major cognitive issues and saying that Nikki Haley was involved in the January yeah. 6th insurrection that he offered troops name, to Nikki bitch. Haley. Um, you have Elise Stefanik say that's what he meant to say. He was comparing. Uh, he was comparing Nikki Haley to Nancy Pelosi. Here, play this clip. That isn't a mix-up. Uh, the reality is Nikki Haley, she wasn't speaker. Nikki Haley is relying on Democrats, just like Nancy Pelosi, uh, to try to have a desperate showing in New York, in New Hampshire. Wait, but he was so talking President about January Trump, 6th. President Trump has not lost a step. He is a stronger candidate, stronger than he is today, than he was in 2016, and he was in 2020. Compare that to Joe Biden's weakness. I can't tell you oh how disappointing God. I how disappointed I feel every time it's I see a her joke. talk. She's a clown. Republican. I mean, it doesn't get much more pathetic than that. I don't know, or maybe it does. You have the Republican Party in Florida.
uh, run by the Republican CFO Jimmy Patronus. This is in Florida right now, folks, announcing that they are going to be trying to introduce a bill to use $5 million in taxpayer dollars to help Donald Trump <laughs> with his legal bills. Yeah, to help a billionaire who's already grifted 60 or $70 million in legal fees from his political action committee. Florida's chief financial officer, Jimmy Petronas, you see him right there, wants to take $5 million from taxpayer money to help Donald Trump in his cases. I, I, I don't even know what to tell you about this modern-day Republican Party. They're not, they're not Republicans anymore. <laughs> it's MAGA. It's Trumpism. It's very weird. But uh, you'll see it for yourself you right there. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. We're on our way to 2 million subscribers. Thanks <clears> for your support and have a great day. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report. Continue the... Bueno. Welcome back. Let's see what's going on with Midas Touch. Just read about this. And this crazy dude in Tampa who, um, who, uh, penned a letter to his daughter trying to seek a romantic relationship with her, like, uh, he, he said he wants, doesn't want her, he wants, asked her to enter into a relationship with him and not date anybody else. <laughs> That's fucking weird. And then, um, then a mother's friend was saying in the kitchen that they should kick him out. And so he went in there and shot that person and tried to kill his wife and, and, um, graced her with a bullet to the head. And then he went and shot the 17 year old daughter um, in the leg she was taking a shower and then um, people were you know police responded to a hail of bullets and so they uh, and, and the cop shot the cop And they got managed to get him in custody without killing him, and he's being held on bond till Wednesday. So, uh, without bond, without bond, um, yeah. I was just thinking about how, like, I kind of got the same treatment. You know, that's what they, that's what they tried to get for me, like high bonds. They didn't want me to be able to get out of of jail, defend myself. So yeah. I got the same treatment by the local law enforcement. Another reason why I need to run for you guys need to get me onto the ballot so I can win and become sheriff and fire these motherfucking bad apples. You know, they've ruined. They're fucking ruining our country. No, they seem to do a good they seem to do a good job. In that case, that's in Tampa. But, uh, like all the cops in Miami responded to that fake, bullshit, alien incident. Another massive waste of taxpayer dollars. For what purpose? Just to fucking trick us. Just to fuck, fuck with our heads. See, see how much we'll, we'll believe.
as a, like a test. Let's see how much we can get away with. Fucking redonkulous. So, uh, yeah. Mice touch. Diaper dot attacks GOP voters not obedient to him. They respond six minutes ago. Sometimes I'm a thing about it. Fucking traitor, bitch. Treasonous. Cunts. That's my top priority, defeating Trump. That's, that's my top priority. 
The polling since Donald Trump's historic win in Iowa shows the former president leading by double digits in New Hampshire, but facing a tougher shows challenge. Shows how stupid Republicans are. Ambassador. I voted for him twice, and I was just humiliated when I saw that the guy I voted for the way he handled himself after he lost. Here's another New Hampshire voter who says, I'm never voting for this guy ever again. He compares himself to dictators and says he wants to be a dictator. I don't want to vote for a, a dictator. This is the United States of America. Play this clip. <laughs> I want to, uh, 74 years old, I've lived in a constitutional democracy all my life. I want to remain that way, and I want my grandchildren to grow up in one. And a dictatorship. <laughs> and I'm curious, over the last two elections, um, have you voted Thank Trump you, in the lady. past? Was it something where you voted for him, you trusted him, and you were disappointed? Yes, I voted for him in 2016. I am a registered Republican, and I I regretted that vote almost immediately, mm -hmm. uh, especially on his trip to Europe where he insulted our allies and praised Putin. The Republican voters said anything but Trump. Play the clip. Anything but Trump. That was your priority. That's my, I, is that the biggest reason you supported Nikki Haley? Yeah, I'd say. Because of Donald Trump? Yes, yeah. And I have no problem with the ladies running things. I have one here. Here's another Nikki Haley voter saying that they would rather vote for President Biden than Donald Trump. Play the clip. Have you decided if you're going to support him Tuesday? Yes, I think I have. I think I'm a Nikki supporter. Are you open to supporting Joe Biden? I am. I voted for him in the last election. Um, I haven't been pleased with some of his policies. What have you been most disappointed uh, Just, Just the spending of um, and, and his treatment of the, the border. I think we've got real problems that he's failing to recognize and do something with. Um, but he's a much better choice than, than Trump. Another clip right here. Let's play it. I want to buy your house. I can pay you cash for your house, no matter what condition it's in. Do you own any ugly, run-down house that you just want to get rid of? Let's be real. The time and money you'd be spending fixing up an old, ugly house is not worth the trouble. It could be months until it's even in listing condition. That's power of love. Not but it's the Trump, the very first. Voted for him, you trusted him, and you were disappointed? Yes, I voted for him in 2016. I am a registered Republican, and I I regretted that vote almost immediately, mm -hmm. uh, especially on his trip to Europe where he insulted our... Insulted our what? Republican voters saying anything but Trump. Play the clip. Anything but... Uh, especially on his trip to Europe where he insulted our allies and praised Putin. The Republican voters yeah. saying anything but Trump. Play the clip. Anything but Trump. That was your priority. That's my, I, is that the biggest reason you supported Nikki Haley? Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> because of Donald Trump? Yeah. 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 No, and I have no problem with the ladies useless. things. Maybe I should I run as a Republican. Here's another Nikki Haley voter saying that they would rather vote for President Biden than Donald Trump. Play the clip. Have you decided if you're going to support him Tuesday? Yes, I think I have. I think I'm a Nikki supporter. Are you open to supporting Joe Biden? I am. I voted for him in the last election. Um, I haven't been pleased with some of his policies. What have you been most disappointed? Uh, just, just the spending. Um, and, and 
his treatment of the, the border. I think we've got real problems that he's failing to recognize and do something with. Um, but he's a much better choice than, than Trump. Another clip right here. Play it. Voted for Trump, Trump the very first election. Yes, I did. In 2016. In 2016. And Why not now? Why not now? Because... I feel that... He's a fucking traitor. I'm not going to tell you what I really feel. <laughs> but I think that he's not very a very honest person. Um, and, he, and I think that he uh, did a real disservice to our country on January 6th. Thank you, sir. Back when you lost faith in him. These are the real patriots. A long time before that. By the way, you I should switch party and run as a Republican. Try to like Paul Ryan, former Republican Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, saying that he's a never-Trumper. He says Trump doesn't have character, Trump doesn't is unfit to be in that office. You have Paul Ryan saying that. You play this clip. I just, just demonstrated, well, I just demonstrated why I'm not. I'm, I'm not, I'm an anti-Trump guy. I don't, I don't, I may be, he's not going to get elected, but I also don't think he's fit for office. So, that right there takes 40% off the table for me. So a guy like me saying what I say, you can't get elected. But, but it's the truth for me to be who I am now. And this just sort of plays into my politics. Fear is so palpable. And in the fear of, of not being highly rated on the fealty scale and therefore being called a rhino, which used to be a moderate conservative measurement, it's a fealty measurement now. That is why I'm not running for president, but that's why I'm not biased. And although uh, Texas Congress member uh, Dan Crenshaw has not gone that far yet and, and probably won't, even Dan, Cre Dan Crenshaw is like, look, this magnet is what they are refusing to do a border deal, which they claim that they want to that President Biden's trying to do on a bipartisan basis. So what if it benefits President Biden? It tries to benefit our country. Why are MAGA Republicans trying to block a border deal? Oh, they want to block the border deal. They want to fucking so sabotage the country. One of our allies to help Vladimir Putin. There's a Republican, Dan Crenshaw, giving you the game plan of what the modern-day MAGA Republicans want to do, reject a uh, border deal that President Biden's trying to put billions of dollars in resources at the border so that the MAGA Republicans can then also cause chaos there, complain about it, and then help Vladimir Putin and harm Ukraine so Ukraine doesn't get any. Does Dan Crenshaw, Republican, play the clip? border policy changes. For whatever reason people come up with, they don't want it anymore. That's going to be a pretty tough position. So, so they're saying a couple things, right? Well, we, we'll never vote for it if it's attached to Ukraine. Really? Like we get meaningful border policy for Ukraine? You're not going to vote for that? Do you want Russia to win more than you want border policy, James? That's a tough one. You defend that. Uh, 
some people say, oh, well, they don't Biden wants it now because it's helpful to him politically. Okay. I want border security. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I told my constituents that I would do for So if we can get that deal, that's a break. You know, those voters that we showed you at the beginning of the video, I just think they look at Donald Trump doing things like this, posting QAnon memes. Trump has posted 600 QAnon memes over the past two years, over 600 memes like this. He's amplifying constantly QAnon every day and put the Q logo on him which is like a recognized death cult that believes that there's a deep state of pedophiles and Donald Trump's the savior there is of them. Actually, gonna, oh, I mean, that's it is some bullshit. of the strangest things Donald running Trump it. posts that. Oh, by the way, Donald Trump posts something like this. I get much better poll, he spells poll, P-O-L-E, numbers against Biden than Nikki <laughs> Haley. Not even close. Or here Donald Trump talks about China and Russia, and this is how he says it. Play this clip. Russia or China. And she was sitting there like, what the hell? She didn't, she wasn't, she didn't, I put her in the room, you know. Look, one of the reasons I did, because I happen to love the Lieutenant Governor Henry McMaster. And Donald Trump supports the January 6th insurrectionists and brags to Hannity and elsewhere that he makes musicals with the January 6th insurrectionists called the J6 Choir. He sings songs with them and he, and he puts out their music on Apple Music. The, the most dangerous rioters who tried to overthrow our democracy here play that clip. By the way, that's what I like to do. You really beating Taylor Swift, by the way? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, the J6 is beating Taylor Swift. It's Donald Trump and the J6 prisoners. The Pledge of Allegiance. On iTunes and on Amazon wow. and on Billboard, which mm -hmm. is the big deal. How come nobody's ever heard of it? Donald Trump. So now I feel like Elvis because now we've done The Apprentice. That was a great success. We did. Now I've done. Now I've done. A recording or whatever you call it. But no, it was number one. And you know what that is? That's a tribute to the fact that people feel the J6 people have been very unfairly treated. Just and then he spreads these deranged conspiracies about the January 6th insurrection and just lies all the time and gets his lies confused and then says that he gave 10,000 troops to Nikki Haley to stop the insurrection of people who he's singing songs with. So what he said about Nikki Haley, this, this clip's now a very famous clip. Play this one. Never reports the crowds, you know. By the way, they never report the crowd on January 6th. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, you know they, Nikki Haley. Did you know Nikki they destroyed Haley. all of the information, all of the evidence, everything? Deleted and destroyed all of it. All of it. Brain fart. Because of lots of things. Like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000. Hey there. Thanks for 319k, even if it's I just law enforcement surveilling me without a warrant, as usual. I think we are going to see over and over and over again now a trend, and we've been talking about it for a long time. You know this by watching the Midas Touch Network. We've been talking about mainstream Republicans and independents leaving this MAGA Republican Party. Politico just wrote a story. Donald Trump has big a big problem ahead. A whole swath of GOP voters appear firmly committed to not voting for Trump in November. 
Donald Trump has a problem no matter what happens in New Hampshire on Tuesday night. There's a whole swath of Republican electorate and a good chunk of independents who appear firmly committed to not voting for him in November if he becomes the nominee. It's an issue that became starkly apparent in polling ahead of the Iowa caucuses when an NBC poll of voters showed that voters in the state found that fully 43% of Nikki Haley supporters said they would back President Joe Biden over Donald Trump. <laughs> what I keep on talking about here on the Midas Touch Network, what I think is so important, is that we talk about things as the pro-democracy community versus MAGA. This is about democracy over dictatorship. We need right now this pro-democracy community that you're a part of to be welcoming to anyone who was once in the Republican Party, mainstream Republicans, independents, people who want to leave MAGA. We need to welcome them right now because our democracy is on the line. And I don't know about you, but seeing those voters in that video talk about how they will never vote for Donald Trump is something that we've been talking about, but it's always heartwarming to see that there are these very, very smart, rational Americans out there who we may disagree on policy, but fundamentally we agree on the importance of our democracy and preserving, protecting, and defending it. Thank you for watching. Hit subscribe. Help us get to 2 million subscribers and have a great day. Thanks so much for watching. We're only a few subscribers short of 2 million subs. Please subscribe right now to the Midas Touch YouTube channel for free yeah. and help us grow this Thank you for not voting for a fucking network. traitor and terrorist. So I said thank you to the Republican Patriots who would never ever vote for Diaper Donald. Traitor Trump ever again. Maybe I should switch parties and give you all something to vote for while siphoning up some more Diaper Donald votes. Do 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 I wonder how many uh followers if I have on YouTube. Do frequently publish posts. Kona addresses Diaper Don's cognitive failure that's coming up two thirty is a couple minutes. Diaper Don gets wiped out by all DC appeal judges. Nice. Hyperdon lawyers who turned against him all joined forces. Ooh. <laughs> he started an entire firm. Is it? Okay. Let's check that out. Hmm. The Michael Popak Legal AF. Sometimes facts fly under the radar. 
and I like to catch them and present them to you here on Legal AF on a hot take. What am I talking about? Three key witnesses against Donald Trump that used to work for him, used to be his lawyers, the heads of the Department of Justice, the head of the White House Counsel, the deputy White House Counsel, have all joined together to form a private Tight. law firm based in Cobb. Washington and in California called Toradon. Toradon, coming from the Gaelic word for place of transference. I think that's also a what little bit hell? of a poke in the eye of Donald Trump, who refused to Toradon. transfer power. We'll leave that for another what? hot take. Uh, Toradon Law Firm has announced that Bill Barr founded it. What? And I'm going to play you some clips to remind you what his testimony will be against Donald Trump when he was attorney general for Donald Trump and Pat Cipollone. Uh, Pat Cipollone, who was the White House counsel working to advise the president of the time in, in the position of him being president, didn't work for the campaign, but worked for the office of the presidency. Therefore, uh, his main client was the person who occupied the Oval Office, who was uh, Donald Trump and Pat Philbin, who was the deputy White House counsel, along with uh, Eric Hirschman. They formed that office together. Now, Philbin, Cipollone, and Barr are all together professionally in Washington working at a law firm. And it means something. It means that there is a group of, yes, Republican, but uh, uh, professionals who are ready to stand up against Donald Trump. That is to stand in stark contrast and in acute relief to another group of Republicans who are MAGA, who have formed a think tank and have joined a think tank in order to create a shadow government. In case, just in case, there's the restoration of the Trump presidency. And so um, I think we need to have a counterweight to that. Uh, because we cover so much on legal AF, and we do it in real time, incrementally, as soon as we lose sight of what's happening in the major cases against Donald what Trump criminally and the witnesses that are against them, I've, I've said only half in jest that in the Jack Smith case, which will go to trial, whether it's in March, April, or May, this immunity, absolute immunity for presidential misconduct rising to the level of criminal indictment is not going to fly either with the D.C. Court of Appeals nor with the United States Supreme Court. We will have a trial. However, we lose sight of Who's going to be testifying? And I've only half joked that it'll be a couple of weeks. The only witnesses that the jury will see are former lawyers for Donald Trump, either the White House counsel like Pat Cipollone, Pat Philbin, Eric Hirschman, um, attorney generals like Bill Barr, acting attorney generals, uh, Jeff Rosen, uh, Richard Donahue. Uh, and, and that's just the group that's going to be coming in. Then these outside lawyers, many of them have lost their bar licenses and or stand um, uh, stand as criminals, having pled guilty to crimes. Jenna Ellis, uh, uh, Ken Chesbro, Sidney Powell comes to mind. And so we can just have that. that. That's the first two weeks of jury selection, after jury selected. Then we move on to the elected officials and the, and the vice president of the United States and, and all of that. Think about the Mount Rushmore that's going to step down and enter the courtroom and testify before this gobsmacked jury that's going to have to wade its way through all of this in fact-finding. So the union and the professional interaction on a daily basis and the collegiality and the camaraderie that's being exhibited by joining together as partners in a law firm, this Toradon law firm by Bill Barr and Pat Cipollone can't be underestimated. They're not just cooling their heels. They are preparing for the eventual day when they take the stand, raise their hand, 
to swear to tell the truth and testify against Don Trump. Period. Stripped of any attorney-client privilege, of course, and testify freely. I want to remind you what Pat Cipollone, now a partner with Bill Barr and his law firm, what he testified to during the Jan 6 committee. I'm going to show you that clip in a minute. He told, he, he, he stood in the way and stood between Donald Trump seizing voting machines and declaring martial law, using the Insurrection Act, using uh, the military against the civilian population in order to cling to power. He told him in no uncertain terms that he's lost the election and he needs to peacefully transfer power. This, this is Pat Cipollone, the White House counsel. He frequently tried to get Donald Trump, for instance, on Jan 6th and during Jan 6th to announce that he lost the election and was uh, supporting the peaceful transfer of power to Joe Biden, all to no avail, unfortunately. But he did do that, and he will testify that he did that. Um, and so uh, what I want to do, and he threw uh, Sidney Powell, the others like Michael Flynn and uh, Rudy Giuliani out of the White House in that December fateful meeting in December of, uh, of 2020, um, and to get them out of the White House as they were promoting a combination of martial law, use of the Insurrection Act, and seizing voting machines until Pat Cipollone ran through the door, um, let it being tipped off by people like Mark Meadows and by uh, Cassidy Hutchinson. So let me play a clip, and then I'm going to talk about Bill Barr next, and then talk about this union, this law firm that's been created called Toradon. Let's play the Pat Cipollone clip first. It's shocking how few people are signing up for their Camp Lejeune Justice Act claim. Only 20,000 claims. Because they're dead, probably. As you've seen in prior hearings, President Trump's Justice Department, his White House staff, and his campaign officials were repeatedly telling him that there was no evidence of fraud sufficient to change the outcome of the election. And last week, we conducted an eight-hour interview with President Trump's White House counsel, Pat Cipollone. You'll see a number of excerpts of that interview today and even more in our next hearing. Mr. Cipollone told us that he agreed with the testimony that there was no evidence of fraud sufficient to overturn the election. I'm going to start by asking if you agree, Mr. Cipollone, with the conclusions of Matt Morgan, Bill Barr, all of the individuals who evaluate those claims that there is no evidence of election fraud sufficient to undermine the outcome in particular so. Yes, I agree with that. And Mr. Cipollone also specifically testified that he believed that Donald Trump should have conceded the election. Did you believe, that, and Mr. Cipollone, that the president should concede once you made the determination based on the investigations that you credited, DOJ did, did you in your mind form a belief that the president should concede the election loss uh, at a certain point after the election? Well, again, uh, I was the White House counsel. Some of those decisions are political. So to the extent that, but, but if your question is that I believe he should concede the election at a point in time, yes, I did. I, I believe um, Leader McConnell went onto the floor of the Senate, I believe in December, and basically said, you know, the process is done. You know, that, that would be in line with my thinking on these things. As Attorney General Bill Barr testified, December 14th should have been the end of the matter. December 14th was the day that the state certified their votes and sent them to Congress. And 
in my view, that was the end of the matter. Uh, I didn't see, uh, you know, I, I thought that uh, this would lead inexorably to a new administration. Mr. Cipollone also testified that the president's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, said he shared this view. As early as that November 23rd meeting, we understand that there was discussion about the president possibly conceding the election. And, and specifically, uh, we understand that, that Mark Meadows assured both you and Attorney General Barr that the president would eventually agree to a graceful exit. Do you remember Mr. Meadows making any such representation? Are you saying as part of that meeting or separately? Again, without, without getting into that meeting, I would say that that is a that is a statement and a sentiment that I heard from Mark Meadows. I see. And, and again, do you know if it was on November twenty third or some point? Again, I, I it was probably you know around that time, and it was probably subsequent to that time. It wasn't a one time statement. He is going to testify consistently, authentically, and with great gravitas to a jury. That as the White House counsel, whose number one responsibility was to uh, give proper counsel as a control officer to the person who was president of the United States, he told him in no uncertain terms that he lost the election, told Trump that he needed to hand over power, he needed to call off the dogs that he had sicked onto the White House, that he couldn't use martial law, that he couldn't use the Insurrection Act, he couldn't seize voting machines, and he couldn't use the military against the civilian population. That's Cipollone. That's going to be a big day or two on the stand, wouldn't you think? <laughs> yeah. Along with Pat Philbin, who's also his law partner, along with Bill Barr. Think about the people that joined together here collectively. Barr, Philbin, Cipollone, all together in a law firm called Toradon, right? Which means place of transfer, place of transference. Think about that. The transmutation of these people trying to cleanse themselves of their experience working for Trump and trying to, after having cleansed themselves, opening a law firm together as they bide their time until they become witnesses. Let's go to Bill Barr. Look, Bill Barr takes understandable flack for many things that he did. Keeping John Durham, the special counsel, in place to do the investigation related to uh, the Russia hoax and investigating the Mueller report and all of that. Uh, not his, not didn't cover himself in glory, not a shining moment. But when it came to Donald Trump and the peaceful transfer of power and getting that guy out of office, he did what he was supposed to do. And then he departed, but he couldn't get the guy to acknowledge that he had lost Trump. He left the office himself. That's why we had a series of acting attorney generals and acting deputy attorney generals in the waning days. I'm talking about the last 30 days of the Trump administration. That's why you have that chaotic turnover within 30 days of, of acting and, and, and deputy acting attorney generals is because Donald Trump was looking for somebody. It was, like, it was like he was spinning the wheel and hoping it would land on somebody like Jeff Clark, who would help him do his bidding. Right? It wouldn't tell him no, but would only tell him yes. And so Bill Barr testified at length to the Jan 6 committee and was also given uh, news interviews. Let's look at a news interview when he's not under the, uh, the glaring lights of being sworn in a testimony, and then we'll show you his consistent testimony with Jan 6. Let's roll the PBS interview first. This is Bill Barr, new partner of Pat Cipollone at his law firm, with expected testimony against Donald Trump. One of the cases because conduct here involved uh, trying to subvert and prevent 
the progress, the execution of probably the most important process and proceeding we have in our country, which is the the peaceful transfer of power after an election. And what's being alleged here uh, is that he knew uh, that he lost the election. He knew that the claims of stolen election were false. And yet he decided he was going to try to stay in office by subverting that process. Any means out, necessary. Uh, misinformation, but more important, uh, by by uh, putting out these false panels of, of electors and presenting them to Congress and trying to push the vice president to make these decisions to suppress the legitimate votes. Uh, I mean, that, that was outrageous. And putting aside whether it's criminal or not. What's your credit card debt balance? If it's $10,000 or more, here are three easy solutions you can start implementing today. And number three is an absolute game changer. Number one, the first step to tackling your credit card debt is understanding how much debt you actually have and how long it could follow you around for if you're only making minimum payments or have fallen behind. Minimum payments could literally keep you in debt for decades. $10,000 in debt can take anywhere from 14 to 26 years to pay off if you're only paying the minimums. And that's just $10,000. I know many of us have a lot more than that. Number two, try this popular method to tackle debt. Start with minimum payments to stay current on all your cards. Then take any additional money you can afford and put all of it towards your smallest debt until it's paid off. By paying off your smallest debt first, you'll likely eliminate the most interest in the shortest amount of time. Then work your way up, knocking out one debt at a time until you're debt free. Number three, and this one is a game changer. Anyone with $10,000 or more in credit card debt or personal loans may qualify for help from National Debt Relief. Getting started is easy, and the process has already helped over half a million people and counting. I was on the computer working on something. What caught my eye was a little shield, red, white, and blue shield. And that, that was outrageous. And putting aside whether it's criminal or not, you know, it, 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 I, don't, I don't see how the Republican Party could nominate someone who's capable of doing something like that. In your book, you catalog the chaos at the end of Mr. Trump's time in office. You had unique access to him. You were familiar with his thinking, his thought processes. Did he know he was lying about election fraud? Uh, I don't, you know, initially I, I couldn't tell. Uh, and, uh... Yeah, shout out to KAMP Student Radio at the University. And, uh but he didn't appear to really care about what the answers were. And he kept on repeating the same charges, even after other people sat down, walked them through them, and explained that there was no problem with those allegations. And he kept on repeating them. He didn't really appear to care about the facts. But I have come to believe that uh, he knew that he'd lost the election, because something I didn't know at the time uh, when I was telling him that was that his own campaign was telling him that. In fact, I was concerned at the time that that maybe his campaign was feeding some of this stuff to him. But on the contrary, I think everyone was telling him he lost. All right, there's an example, right? Th these are people that even Ivanka and Jared Kushner looked up to, like Bill Barr, and testified that way. Now, when Bill Barr had to be brought into the Gen 6 committee, I believe he, test he testified truthfully. And when he testified, he testified in a way that he believes, and this is what you have to do when you try to establish mens rea, criminal mind, for, a, uh, uh, for a, a criminal defendant like Donald Trump, you do it with circumstantial evidence. You do it with people's observations in the moment. And that's what we have with Bill Barr. And Bill Barr said he believes that Donald Trump knew that he lost. You heard it in that clip, right? That, if, that in the beginning, he, just, he would just not be impressed with the facts. He would just ignore the facts. But then eventually, 
Bill Barr is going to testify to the jury that he believes Donald Trump knew that he lost, and that goes to Mendrea. Because if Donald Trump knew that he lost, then everything he did, all of his tactics to implement his strategy of staying in office and denying right. the will of the people is criminal, is willful, is corrupt, which is the heart of the indictment. Now, let's go to the actual testimony also of what we can expect Bill Barr to do when he is sworn in under oath in front of a D.C. jury in March, April, or May of this coming year. Let's roll the clip about uh, the Jan 6 testimony. ...of fraud made an effort to look into these to satisfy ourselves uh, that they uh, were without merit. And, and I was in the posture of trying to figure out there was an avalanche of all these allegations of fraud that built up over a number of days, and it was like playing whack-a-mole because something would come out one day, and then the next day it would be another issue. Also, I was influenced by the fact that all the early claims uh, that I understood on, uh, were, were completely bogus and silly and usually based on complete misinformation. And so I, I didn't consider the quality of claims right out of the box to, to give me any you know, feeling that there was really substance here. For the first time since the election, uh, the attorney general spoke personally with the president on November 23rd, and this was at the White House. Let's play the video, please. So on November 23rd, I, I hadn't spoken to the president since the election, and in fact, as I said, since I, the middle of October, roughly. And uh, it was a little getting awkward because obviously he had lost the election and I hadn't said anything to him. And so Cipollone said, you know, I think it's time you come over here. And uh, so I came over to meet with the president in the Oval Office and, and Meadows were, and Cipollone were there. And the president, and, and this is leading up to this conversation with Kushner, um, the president uh, said there had been major fraud and uh, that uh, as soon as the facts were out, the results of the election would be reversed. And he went on on this for quite a while, as he's prone to do. And hmm. then he got to something that I was expecting, which is to say that apparently the Department of Justice doesn't think that uh, it has a role of looking into these fraud claims. So I said, you know, that has to be the campaign that raises that with the state. The department doesn't take side in elections, and the department is not an extension of, of uh, your legal team. Uh, and our role is to investigate fraud, and if and we'll look at something, if it's if it's specific, credible, and could have affected the outcome of the election, and and we're doing that, and it's just not they're not they're just not meritorious. They're not pan, panning out. And as I walked out of the Oval Office, Jared was there with Dan Scavino, who ran his, ran the president's um, social media, and who I thought was a reasonable guy and believe is a reasonable guy. And I said, uh, "How long is how long is he going to carry on with this uh, stolen election stuff? Where's this going to go?" And by that time, uh, Meadows had caught up with me and uh, leaving the office and caught up to me and, and said uh, that, uh, uh, he said, look, I, I, I think uh, that he's becoming more realistic and knows that there's a limit to how far he can take this. And then Jared said, you know, yeah, we're working on this, we're working. And so now back to where I started at the top of the hot take. 
it got little coverage, except like in the legal news. Pat Philbin, Pat Cipollone, joined Bill Barr in a new law firm whose name probably sticks it to Donald Trump. Um, with a little bit of research, a little bit of glue piecing together these what appears to be disparate parts, I'm delivering my message to you. It is a good thing for justice that these lawyers, trying to absolve themselves and wash themselves of the stink of Donald Trump, have decided to join forces together Stinch. in a law firm, not to litigate against Democrats. That's not my point. I'm sure they'll take causes that are consistent with their normal small-R Republican non-MAGA ideals, to the extent they still exist. But the fact that they formed a firm that has, in my view... Fuck an FU you, to Donald Trump, or a legal AFU, <laughs> that Donald Trump, that we are a pay place of transfer, transfer of power, for instance. Two or three people who are critically peaceful involved with power. trying to create <laughs> the peaceful transfer of power have formed a law firm that Facts. has that as its very name. That's bad news for Donald Trump. You know now, in general, in just how Pat Cipollone, former White House counsel, uh, Bill Barr, former attorney general, are going to testify against Donald Trump when that fateful day arrives. That day that Donald Trump continues to try to delay, delay the inevitable. He doesn't want that train to make the station. He does everything he can. He's blowing up the tracks with dynamite, right? He's trying to divert it. He's, he's pulling the rail. He's trying to switch tracks, right? The bridge is out ahead, but that train is going to make it. That train of justice and the wheels of justice are going to turn until it makes it to its appointed station, presided over by uh, Jack Smith, special special counsel and all his lawyers, and Judge Chutkin. We're going to follow it right here on Legal AF and on the Midas Touch Network. Don't change that dial. It's the only place for this kind of analysis at the intersection of law, politics, and justice. You like lawyers who know what they're talking about at that intersection? You've come to the right place. Give me a thumbs up if you like this kind of content and analysis. Uh, it helps with the ratings. Keeps the They're also against Trump until the one simple question. If he's Republican nominee, will you vote for him? They all say yes. It's disgusting. Good point. Love the ducks. I love my ducks and miss my ducks. Sorry, Lucky. The fucking pigs did this to you. And little sport. I'm trying to get you guys back for babies. Excellent point. It's on on the network and on my content. And, and every uh, Wednesday and Saturday, we pull it all together and curate a, 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 a podcast that we call, wait for it. Legal AF. Diaper Don gets wiped out by a all DC appeal judges, yeah, needs to get needs to get slapped. Hey folks, hey folks, our fundraising deadline. Our fundraising is coming deadline. Up. Yeah, well, you've exceeded all expectations, you know, setting mm. setting fucking records, and why? Because uh, everybody's scared of Diaper Donald, the alternative, because you guys have made it so we don't have any alternative. But so, to vote for one of you idiots. You have to finish the job. With this team by my side. Warhawk. Genocide Joe. Yeah. Number one recipient of APAC donations. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most. Wait, what?
Add a Robinhood IRA on top. I mean, just lasting. I mean, just lasting another year is, is almost impossible to think with the weaponized elections and all the stuff they do. Today, a judge put on a gag order. I'll be the only politician in history that runs with a gag you order. needed a I'm gag not order. To criticize people. Can you imagine? Shut the fuck up. I'm not allowed to criticize people. Inciting terrorism. So we'll see. We'll appeal. Inciting terrorism. We'll see, but it's, it's so, un- gets so unconstitutional. The good thing is we have so much support. It's incredible. Everybody. So, and it just makes it volunteers, even worse. Volunteers. So. Election volunteers. Look, I'm the only guy that ever got you. indicted. I got indicted Fucking more than scumbag. Alphonse Capone. Did anyone ever hear Rotten him? jail. Al Capone, if you looked at him. Motherfucking diaper, Donald. What are you going to do about those diaper tough, things right? when you're in Scarface. prison, motherfucker? You know, they call him Scarface. I didn't uh-huh. have a Sure, it was a minor accident. Won't but, have a mirror to, uh, to do your hair Capone, all like that. No hairspray. If he didn't like you, you looked at him a little bit. You're gonna have askance. one long. He thing, blew your brains thing. out. He was only indicted one time. Won't I have I've a been girdle. Invited. I've been indicted. Won't have four a business times. suit. And in addition, I have the civil trials. Won't have your fucking three-inch lips. That was Donald Trump, either whining or bragging about having gag orders uh, put in place because of his threatening and harassing behavior to witnesses in both civil and criminal cases. And now federal judge Tanya Chutkin's gag order, which has been affirmed by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals back on December 8th of 2023, will remain in effect after the full panel of the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals all of the judges who comprise the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals of Appeals has rejected Donald Trump's request for what's called an en banc hearing for them to hear with all of the, the judges from the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals Donald Trump's challenge to the gag order. In fact, not a single judge, so zero conservative judges, zero Trump judges, zero judges, Um, from the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, no single judge has agreed to uh, even hold a further hearing on the issue of the gag order, which was mostly affirmed by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals back on December 8th. Here's the order by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals denying Trump's en banc request. And en banc just means to have all of the judges who sit on the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeal here, not just the three-judge panel that ruled against Donald Trump on December 8th. Let's take a look at the order. You see that it's before all of the judges. Um, Upon consideration of appellant's petition for rehearing, that's Donald Trump, on banc, the response thereto, and the absence of a request by any member of the court for a vote, it is hereby ordered that the petition be denied per curiam, decision and then it's signed by the deputy clerk of the court so not a single uh-huh. judge in the dc circuit court of appeals voted that there should be an en banc hearing to even review what the three judge panel did back on december 8th when it affirmed federal judge tanya no, chuckins gag order that or was imposed no, on maybe. donald trump because he continued to threaten the judicial staff witnesses to the case 
and special counsel Jack yeah, Smith's yeah. team. Just going to that December 8th order right now, just so you remember, rather, the December 8th order that was affirmed by the uh, D.C. Circuit burn, Court of Appeals. Cut. Here's what the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled Take on December 8th. Specifically, Federal Judge Tanya Chutkin's order. Specifically, the order is affirmed to the extent it prohibits all parties and their counsel from making or directing others to make public statements about known or reasonably foreseeable witnesses concerning their potential participation in the investigation or in this criminal proceeding. The order, the gag order, is also affirmed to the extent it prohibits all parties and their counsel from making or directing others to make public statements about one counsel in the case other than the special counsel, so everybody other than just special counsel Jack Smith, two members of the court staff and counsel staff, or three, the family members of any counsel or staff member if those statements are made with the intent to materially interfere with or to cause others to materially interfere with counsel's or staff's work in the criminal case or with knowledge that such interference is highly likely to result. We vacate the order to the extent it covers speech beyond those specified categories. So everything that I just read is covered by the gag order that now remains in place, where the full D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals panel is saying we're not even going to review this further. I want to talk more about that gag order that's in place right now in just a moment, but what is Donald Trump uh, potentially going to do next? He could potentially file a petition for certiorari to the United States Supreme Court and ask the United States Supreme Court to hear the That'd be uh, great if he just fucking croaked. One of the interesting things, strategic things that we'll have to see what Trump does. Because Donald Trump is trying to an delay everything in the Washington, D.C. federal criminal case, and he's previously uh, tried to uh, and has filed paperwork to the United States Supreme Court when special counsel Jack Smith wanted to seek an immediate appeal on the denial by federal judge Tanya Chutkin of Donald Trump's motion uh, to dismiss the indictment for absolute immunity. Donald Trump went to the Supreme Court and said, no, do not rush it. Let's have it go to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals first. You shouldn't hear this immediately. So it'll be interesting to see right now if on the issue of the gag order, Donald Trump files an emergency petition for certiorari to the Supreme Court on the gag order issue while the case is stayed. Because if he does, I could see special counsel Jack Smith's team then utilizing that to say, look, so Donald Trump does want to move certain aspects of the Washington, D.C. criminal case along very quickly. Um but other aspects of it. He doesn't want to move quickly. That's inconsistent. What if ordinary people, just like oh, you no. and me, could Blow change me. the world? Sometimes I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about you. Environmental impact, earn points for every cycle. And Sometimes all I think about is you. Have... 319K, thank you. Powerful message that um, that everybody thinks that this gag order should remain in place. And just so you recall, when the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals affirmed Judge Tanya Chutkin's imposition of the gag order, here's what they stated. I thought this was one of the most powerful parts of their order. 
Mr. Trump, first they call him Mr. Trump, which they don't call him President Trump like Donald Trump's lawyers do. Mr. Trump's documented pattern of speech and its demonstrated real-time, real-world consequences pose a significant and imminent threat to the functioning of the criminal trial process in this wow. case, in two respects, That's huge. Mr. Trump's messages about known or reasonably foreseeable witnesses that concern their potential participation in the criminal proceeding pose a significant and imminent threat to individuals' willingness to participate fully and candidly in the process to the content of their testimony and evidence and to the trial's essential truth-finding functions. So to be clear, when all of these MAGA Trumpers want to talk about, oh, these eminent. gag orders are so unfair, take a look at what the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals previously <laughs> ruled on December 8th and the fact that not a single right-wing judge on the panel thinks that there's anything wrong about what I just read to you as well. That's why it's so important that we just stick to the facts and say, well, what were the factual findings made by the judges? Then I wanna see what about the right-wing judges? Are they upset about this ruling? Do they want to hear this en banc? And they don't want to hear this en banc. And remember, this is what the DC Circuit Court of Appeals also said back on December 8th of 2023. We do not allow such an order lightly. Mr. Trump is a former president and current candidate for the presidency, and there is a strong public interest in what he has to say. But Mr. Trump is also an indicted criminal defendant, and he must stand trial in a courtroom under the same procedures that govern all other criminal defendants. That is what the rule of law means. And the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals so went through Donald Trump's posts one by one. And they talked about how John, Donald Trump was threatening Mark Meadows and Mike Pence and how Donald Trump was threatening the former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, with execution. Donald Trump saying, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. The D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals also talks about how Donald Trump has bragged about how his followers listen to his commands, and take his statements as orders. And then the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals also had previously said, look, there are serious First Amendment concerns at issue. But what the Supreme Court had previously done is drew a distinction between participants to litigation and strangers to litigation that it had in prior cases expressly contemplated that speech on those participating before the courts could be limited um, and that there has to be a solemnity in court proceedings and you can't have criminal defendants or participants to litigation threatening witnesses and undermining the judicial process because that undermines the rule of law. So a narrow gag order that addresses the issues um, and the threats being made are valid. And the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals here, um, the full panel is uh, in agreement with that. And they don't even want to have a hearing in bank. We'll see if Donald Trump then goes and files uh, before the full United States Supreme Court. Um, we'll keep you posted there. But for now, Donald Trump's 
en banc petition totally rejected by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. We're on our way to Uh 2 million subscribers. Thanks to your support. Let's get to 2 million. Uh motherfucker. Yeah, sweet. Hey, we're back with the Trader Trump Circus show. And uh, we're not trolling Midas Touch, but like in a positive way. Oh, here we go. It's live right now. Cohen addresses Diaper Don's cognitive failure. Bling, bling, bling. Sometimes all I think about is you. Do, 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 do. Boom. Zoom swish. 17 seconds. China. Russia. I would be saying the same thing about Joe Biden that I am saying about Donald Trump. We do not have a place in Washington for someone who is cognitively impaired. Donald Von Shits and Pants's. <laughs> Period. End of. Christopher Perez. Get me on the ballot. Story. And that's what Midas Touch Network, that's what this political beatdown, that's what my Maya Culpa podcast, what we do, we're trying to put out facts no more innuendo my friends we are 10 months away from an election that our children grandchildren great-grandchildren will turn around and say to you whether it's today tomorrow years from now what the fuck were you thinking why didn't you do something you could have done more because when democracy is on the line You have to fight for it. We cannot sit back idly and do nothing. It's why we keep saying, please make sure that you share this network. You share this this program. You share Maya Culpa program with your family, your friends, your colleagues, whomever, so that we could together build a community to ensure that somebody who is cognitively impaired does not end up, imagine that shit, behind the Oval Office, in the Oval Office, behind the Lincoln desk. Can you imagine what what damage it's going to be? Look at, for example, what has happened as a direct result of the Dobbs decision with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. You listen to Donald Von Schitzenpants when he talks. Like, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. He 
80, 90 percent of the time. Well, that 10, 20 percent of the time that he's somewhat coherent, that doesn't work. If you're the president of the United States. It may work if you're living at the country club. Right. And you're, you know, you confuse, you know, uh, the let's say the third T for the sixth T or the eighth T who gives a shit. No problem. They'll point you to the right direction. When you're the president of the United States and the world is in the flux that it's in right now, no bullshit. I'm not no good. Cannot happen. We cannot continue to allow him and his sycophantic followers, especially those that will follow him into the White House, to interfere with our constitutional rights to do things like the overturning of Roe versus Wade. We cannot allow this to happen. And we need to fight like hell. And we need to fight like hell at the ballot box. Cohen, the I just only want to place show you, that man. our fight is going to win. I just want to show you. Diaper Don, no diaper Don on the ballots. Fuck. Christopher Prez, Trump for prison. For Prez, Trump for prison. Get me on the ballot. this pick that Donald Trump still has, or I should say that pervert Hoover still has. Here, Donald Trump was with Marjorie Taylor Greene, and he saw, uh, what a, I think, a young girl in the audience. And let me just show you how he responds to there being a young girl in the audience around him. Here, play this clip, Salty. Did you see what he did there? Let, let me just show it one more time. This is him saying, oh, she's so young. And then watch what he does with his hands. Play this clip. That's not girl in the audience around him. Here, play this clip, Salty. Did you see what he did there? Let, let me just show it one more time. This is him saying, oh, she's so young. And then watch what he does with his hands. Play this clip. That's not. Anyway, when we come back, I want to show some signs of hope, which is that there are these mainstream Republicans. There are independents that we're seeing in New Hampshire who are saying no matter what, you will never vote for Donald Trump. And these are people who supported him in 2020. 2016 because they're seeing these clips they're seeing donald trump say that he wants to be a dictator he's saying i want to be a dictator he says it i want to show you that and more let's take a quick break and i'm enjoying this episode today michael cohen i'm liking it i'm liking it let's take a break it's time to elevate your everyday wellness with the number one okay let's go back let's for a long time talking. you probably Turn knew him better around. Are out there. Nikki Haley's been speaking. 
Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis. Beatdown. I want to make a song for them. Of course, joined by Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen, let's just get right into it. Today, the New Hampshire primaries, voters are out there. Nikki Haley's been speaking to New Hampshire voters about why they should vote for her. And Donald Trump's been, I don't know, making noises. I I want to get your perspective. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Republican voters should vote for me. Joseph for Perez, Trump for Persian. (laughs) Michael Cohen, because... You've known Donald Trump for a very long time. You knew him for a long time. You probably knew him better than almost anyone out there. And I want to start this episode by talking about his cognitive decline and just this serious cognitive decline we are watching before our eyes. And we've known about it before, but it really seems to me that it is accelerating. Let me just show you this first clip, Cohen, then I want to get into all of the clips. But here, Donald Trump's trying to speak about his military prowess, his international experience, if you will, his understanding of war and peace, things that we want to hear about naturally from people who are running from office. And I just posted that on Facebook. When Donald Trump talks about our military, our missile capabilities, here's how he does it. Play the clip. Uh, these are not muscle guys here. They're muscle guys up here, right? And they calmly walk to a seat. Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding They've only ding, got ding. 17 seconds to figure this whole thing out, right? Boom. Okay. Boom. Missile launch. Pshing, boom. It's the most un... Pshing. Ding, ding, boom. Ding, ding, whoosh. Ding, ding, whoosh. Boom. A whoosh. Boom. I mean, are we, it's what we're watching a little petulant... Like, baby, like, how, how are we normal? This shouldn't be normalized, Michael. Oh, no, it should not be normal. And yeah. worse, than, worse than the insanity of watching a 77, 78-year-old man talking about military capability of the United States, which, by the way, he shouldn't be talking about under any circumstance, <laughs> but to be describing it like a, fifth, like, like a five-year-old in this sort of manner, and to be the leader of the Republican Party, one of the two major parties in American democracy, and probably bing, bing, the bing. ultimate nominee, it's embarrassing to the world. You know, one thing that I heard um, somebody talk about, and I agree with them wholeheartedly, forgetting about how much damage that Donald Trump is going to do to America if and when I forbid a billion times he becomes president again. Think about what's going to happen to the world. Think about how somebody like Vladimir Putin is watching this. How somebody like, you know, Kim Jong-un is watching this. How do you take... Could you imagine Vladimir Putin... Vladimir Putin what? ...watching this happen to the world. Think about how somebody like Vladimir Putin is watching this. How somebody like 
you know, Kim Jong-un is watching this. How do you take... Could you imagine Vladimir Putin ever sitting there and talking about his missile capability with ding, ding, ding? <laughs> 17 seconds. You don't even have time to react. What the fuck is he talking about? What's he babbling about 17 seconds? 17 seconds for what? The only the last time I heard 17 seconds in any relationship to Donald Trump was his sexual you know, encounter with Stormy Daniels. But other than that, maybe there was a boom, maybe there wasn't, who the hell knows? <laughs> I don't know, but all I do know is that 17 seconds, bing, 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 boom, boom, boom. It is <laughs> insanity. And the fact that he could be doing as well as he's doing in these polls, the fact that he will most probably be, unless something, something spectacular happens, can you imagine that this guy is going to be running for the presidency of the United States of America? What an embarrassment. A little bit later in the show, I do want to share a lot of these clips coming out of Nikki Haley voters or even former Ron DeSantis voters, people who consider themselves to be mainstream Republicans or independents who would occasionally vote for Republicans, people who have voted for Donald Trump in 2016 and 2020, who are now out there saying that if it's not Nikki Haley or it's not DeSantis, who's dropped out by now, um, there's no chance that they will ever be voting for Donald Trump. They said never again. They feel completely humiliated. And this isn't a small portion. I think it's like 40 percent of and this is it from an article from Politico right here. I think it's like 40 to 45 percent of Nikki Haley voters saying that they will never vote for Donald Trump. And even if that equates to, you know, anywhere from eight to 15 to 20 percent of the Republican Party, although I think it's going to be more than that. I think we're going to see something unprecedented happen that you and I have been talking about here as we get closer to November as a pro-democracy community really kind of Midas Mighty. Midas Mighty. Get me on the ballot. coalesces and rallies behind normalcy, our constitution, preserving and protecting our democracy. So yesterday, I met up with a friend uh, who moved from New York then to California. California has moved also to Florida. And she introduced me to a friend of hers, also from Florida. Very, very intelligent, um, you know, woman. And one of the things that I was blown away is how little people actually understand of the Iowa caucus, the New Hampshire primaries, and so on. And one of the things that I just want to explain, and I'm certain that many people know this, but there's still just too many people that don't. 
when it comes to the New Hampshire primaries, people that don't, when it comes to the New Hampshire primaries, one of the things that Donald is out there spewing, and he has his minion regurgitating the misinformation, the disinformation, the malinformation, is that Democrats do not get the opportunity to vote in the New Hampshire primary. So one of the things that he's saying is that if Nikki Haley does really well, or if hypothetically he should lose, it's only because the Democrats have stacked the, the, the polls and the Democrats are going to be coming out in force to go ahead and to vote for Nikki Haley against him, to embarrass him, to give her a chance, to keep her in the race, et cetera, et cetera. That's not true. The only people who could vote in the New Hampshire primaries, Republican New Hampshire primary, are Republicans and undeclared. Now, the undeclared makes up a pretty good number uh, there in New Hampshire. But under no circumstances can Democrats vote in the Republican New Hampshire primary. Michael Cohen, I want to start sharing some other videos here of uh, Donald Trump, because one of the things he's doing, in addition to spreading the type of disinformation that you just talked about, hmm? Donald Trump, because one of the things he's doing, in addition to spreading the type of disinformation that you just talked about, because he's, because of this cognitive decline that we're seeing, He's kind of mixing up and mushing together conspiracies and is just kind of blabbering incoherent things. So this is a clip that got a lot of attention because the Republican addressed it. Nikki Haley addressed it. Nikki Haley's mentioned in it. Donald Trump says, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. I offered Nikki Haley 10,000 troops. It's only for that reason, though, Michael Cohen, because Nikki Haley actually confronted that it is even a story that legacy media commission point didn't Jim Jones for nothing mainstream media, whatever you want to call it, that they now felt comfortable to report on it because it was packaged through Nikki Haley. But any one of these clips that we're showing, as you and I've said before, that should be front page news. When somebody who's leading the Republican Party talks about our military and our weapons systems, in terms of ding ding boom, swoosh swoosh, ding ding boom, and oh. the me and the boom whoosh whoosh, <laughs> and the media goes, oh, okay, well, I guess the conservative philosopher. It's like, dude, shut up! He's out there making baby noises. He's one step away from eating his own poop. 
basically. But anyway, <laughs> let me let me show for, for for real. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, it's not even an exaggeration what we're watching. Let not me show you this funny. clip where he talks about Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. I gave Nikki Haley ten thousand troops, not and funny, she couldn't stop true. the January sixth insurrection. Here, play this clip. Never reports the crowds, you know. By the way, they never report the crowd on January sixth. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley Nikki you know they Haley, do, do you Nikki know they destroyed Haley. all of the information all of the evidence everything deleted and destroyed Where's all of it that can all to of drag it this shit out of the stage lots of things like Nikki Haley is in charge of Nikki security Haley, we offered Nikki her 10,000 people Haley. Herbert Hoover over there saying that he gave Nikki Haley 10,000 troops Michael you've known Donald Trump for a oh, long time I've never seen him seeing some serious like this Okay, so I'm going to post that on X. Y'all still there? Right? Shout out KPYT. Takoyaki Tribal Radio. You're seeing things, though, right? And I want to. Right. It's live political beatdown. I want to hear your perspective because you've seen yeah. his mental state before. Yeah. There's real issues here. All right. So let me be very clear about something. This is not the Donald Trump that I knew going back from 2007 through 2018. Um, this is a Donald Trump in significant decline. You know, through 2018. Um, this is a Donald Trump in significant cognitive decline. You know, we've seen him do some strange stuff. It's not just that he's confusing Nikki Haley with Nancy Pelosi. He's confusing Biden with Obama. He's confusing just a multitude of things. Jeb Bush. That in and of itself should be extremely worrying to the voting population. This is not a man. All of a sudden, he's going to be like, yeah, let's send one of these missiles, the bing, bing, boom, booms, off to North Korea. But he's actually thinking of, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia, or he's thinking of Iran. I mean, this is not somebody who you can trust, because it's not just that Donald Trump is in this sort of weird place. What it does is it empowers those that are around him to believe that Donald is in such cognitive decline, that they will be the ones in charge of government, and they are not there. First of all, the <laughs> because we want them there. The Disqualify and lock him up.
qualify and lock up. Okay, come on, man. Mental health. Been telling y'all for years. There because he, they're going to sign these loyalty oaths to Donald. They're <laughs> there in order to enrich themselves at our expense. This is really a very scary time in America. I myself, I'm telling you, I have never seen Donald in such a way about him. Is it because he's really going through some sort of bout of dementia? I don't know. I haven't, you know, I, I haven't examined him, nor am I in a position to examine him. Is it because all of this litigation has finally gotten to him? Is it maybe maybe the alleged syphilis that we saw uh, growing on his hands? You know, is that because, you know, syphilis will cause dementia? Uh, How about um, prolonged um, who the shitty drug use? Why do we even care? Why is this man in the... Why is he the front runner? And why are people lining up in sub-zero temperatures in order to vote for somebody who acts and behaves in this sort of manner? This is the, I mean, you know, I forget who it was. It was Michael LaRosa turned around and we were doing it for my Maya Culpa podcast, an upcoming recording. And he said to me something that was very, very true. It's not that people like Donald Trump. It's not that they are um, anti-Biden, so to speak. They're just pro-Republican, and they are looking for a reason why not to vote for for Joe Biden. You got to search long and hard to come up with a reason why you would vote for somebody who is cognitively impaired. Somebody who is up there at a rally, mind you, he doesn't have to think for a second. Everything is written on a teleprompter. Just but shut the fuck read. up and read the teleprompter. Instead, when he goes on these on he goes on these rips off of the teleprompter, the teleprompter, this is what you get. You get somebody who has no idea where he is. He has no idea what he's talking about. And it's can't read it's almost to the point that Invite Noel Kassler on the show. Invite Noel Kassler on the show. Did invite Noel Kassler on the show. Yeah. He he has uh, tons of. And half tons of Adderall. 
where where's the diaper? Since the nineties. Where's a big brace and three inch lift? Media, mainstream media, they don't stop covering him because it's so wacky that it's funny. And we're not supposed to be, this isn't Saturday Night Live where you're supposed to be laughing about this. This is really serious stuff. This is our future democracy and shame on us. Really, if you think about it, shame on us for allowing him to get to the position that he's at. And the fact that there are so many people who are still supporting somebody who's going to be walking around in his underwear, right? Um, like the way that Pachin Giganti was walking around through downtown Manhattan. He is out of his mind right now. I mean, going to, he's basically doing that right now in each of these speeches that we see. And to your point, Michael Cohen, just think people view things or people who have been Republicans their whole life view this as kind of very tribal, right? It's their team. Right. You know, it's like you've got the you got the Yankees and you've got the Dodgers. But or the Boston Red Sox. Right. Or the Boston Red Sox. But it's not that at all. As Lindsey Graham said, the one thing Lindsey Graham said right back on May 3rd, 2016, I think we have the post. If we nominate Trump, we will get destroyed and we will deserve it. And let's <laughs> face it, everybody needs to just admit it that the Republican Party is dead. It is over. It is now MAGA. You can't even call them Republican anymore. So people who view themselves as Republican, who feel this tribal allegiance to the Republican Party, the real Republican in name only is this MAGA movement, and they just need to recognize that. And the pro-democracy community, we here at the pro-democracy community, made up of progressives, liberals, independents, people who have left the Republican Party, mainstream Republicans, actual conservatives. We need to also be welcoming to people who are watching what we're watching, Michael Cohen, who are seeing what we're seeing, and they are just disgusted by it and they want out. And honestly, I know it's tough for us because, you know, especially people who have stayed with this MAGA Republican thing post January 6th and now are leaving. I get how difficult it is to be like, wait a minute, you saw the insurrection and you are still supporting this guy and you're still supporting this. Thing. I understand that. But the moment right now is just so super critical that we can resolve some of those disagreements later on. But right now we have to be welcoming. We have to grow our tent. And I like that President Biden is focused on expanding the base while Trump is focused on shrinking the Republican base. Yeah, look, let's all be fair about it. You know, the big attacks on Joe Biden is his age. And that when he's reading the teleprompter, 
He's squinting. He's very passive. He seems mild. But you know what he is? Dyslexic. He's dyslexic. He's dyslexic and shits himself in frustration. And, um, All the drugs act like laxatives. S. Noel Kassler, apprentice staffer, and gets all frustrated. Adderall's his maintenance high so he can read. And drugs. Are like laxatives. <clears throat> He's fastidious. This is a man who has a task ahead of him. This is a man who has good people around him that are interested in doing things that benefit you and me, benefiting America, and in fact, benefiting democracy around the world. Very different than what's gonna come in when Donald Trump demands loyalty oats by all the folks that are going to be joining the transition team. This is really scary stuff when you're gonna have folks like the Matt Gateses of the world, the Ted Cruz's, the, the um, 
you know, the Josh Hawley's, the Marjorie Toilet Greens, the Lauren Boberts. These are the folks that are willing to pledge their fealty to him, not to America, but to him, because they see a pathway to benefiting, benefiting from it at our expense. What they don't seem to understand is that Donald will not let them benefit so long as, like a mob boss, he doesn't get a taste. So the whole thing is going to be one giant shit. So I'm going to tweet this to Kessler. I was caught in the stone, <laughs> but I still haven't found one what I giant shit show of chaos every single day. Every, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. single day how, how we're not worrying about this more and more and how it's burning is carry the goals we're in a situation where again you have somebody in look you know, I'm not saying you know I believe it how we're not. But I'm looking for. 